0: Hello and welcome to the Inside the Game podcast by Scores for Sport Management. Today I'm joined by uh, Julian Meyer, who currently serves as the advanced stats scout for Biggie Göttingen, where he works with Johann Royakers and a super dedicated staff uh, to maximize the well their game in the Easy Credit Basketball Bundesliga. And we go inside the numbers. Uh, Julian talks about his passion for numbers and how to utilize it best in regards to basketball, how to improve game flow players in general, and just how he works. And then we talk about his passion for the numbers in the game. Um, We talk a little bit about the differences in in European basketball and U.S. basketball and how numbers are used there. And and I found it super interesting. Um, And it's been fun to talk to to Julian about his um, journey and his experiences, how he basically took an internship to now be part of a Bundesliga team. So I hope you enjoy um, our conversation and we would love your feedback. And with that, uh, we'll go over to our podcast recording. All right, today I'm excited to have a a new guest, somebody who... um, coming from a different side of basketball, I guess you could say, compared to our other guests so far. Um, I'm excited to welcome uh, Julian Meyer, uh, Advanced Stats Scout for BG Göttingen and the German Easy Credit Basketball Bundesliga to the Inside the Game uh, podcast. Hey, Julian, how are you?
1: Hi, Garrett. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, doing well here. It's great to have you. Uh, Exciting news in Germany today. Um, the German Bbl will play again, huh? Did you expect
1: that? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I probably expected it after they uh, gave the green light for for soccer to continue. Um, yeah I think nobody really knows right now what what to expect from that tournament. Um, I think it's it's good that we finally have basketball again um, maybe that maybe it draws a little bit more attention to the sport in in Germany um yeah, so, I mean, as a fan, I'm, I'm happy to see basketball again, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it gives a lot of people something to look for. I mean, we saw that with soccer this weekend, and uh, it's good to definitely have basketball back, and, and I do think everybody is very serious about sticking to the protocol and making sure things go smoothly. So, yeah, I mean, what you're doing for Biggie Göttingen um, is definitely an interesting topic, so I'm excited to have you on today. But uh, before we re- jump really jump into that, can you give us a little bit of background about about you for those that don't know you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Julian Meyer. I'm 25 years old. Um, I would say, like in 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 real life, I'm I'm a research associate and and PhD student at the University of Göttingen. Um, but I also work for um, BG Göttingen as as an advanced stats scout, as you said. So. Um, yeah, I'm really coming from, from a numbers perspective, um, I'm doing everything related to numbers for us. So yeah, I would say in general, um, um basketball analytics, um, that's what I'm doing there.
0: Okay. You said in the real world, you are, uh, at the university, um, working on, working on your doctor's degree. Um, but what's your, what's your affiliation to basketball or how did your love for basketball grow? Where did it start?
1: Yeah, I would say there was probably let's say 10 to 12 years ago um, I mean I, I started playing soccer when I was younger as, as probably most people do in in, in Germany um, every but German, every German boy has to start with soccer <laughs> yes exactly but then uh, yeah quickly quickly uh, fell in love with basketball um, pretty much started watching NBA basketball all the time uh, because they are there wasn't really much german basketball on tv back then to be honest um mm-hmm. but i was always um yeah a, a numbers guy i always loved numbers so when i started watching basketball i quickly saw that there's a lot of stuff that gets tracked and, and a lot of numbers related to basketball so there was something that I was uh, very excited about, that I could combine my, my passion for, for numbers with uh, my favorite sport, basketball. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. And uh, I just started to uh, go a little bit deeper into uh, numbers related to the NBA um, and all the advanced stats that they had, even, even back then. Um, and I saw that there was nothing like that really for for German basketball, so um yeah, I would say that's how I got started that I just uh, added yeah, some some excel sheets to to get the numbers uh, for for the bbl and for German basketball that I saw in the nBA and um, yeah, from that point on it it escalated pretty quickly <laughs> to, to say <laughs> so it way. just
0: grew, okay. And, and the fascination yes. for numbers did you that so that basically started in school with math and then you used it in different ways in your life did you just put it to use or how did you do that
1: yeah i would the like the um like like my, my joy dealing with numbers that was pretty much always there i would say that was for sure math and in school i always liked that um also in general just statistics. Um, I mean, I do that in my job every day, too, um, mm-hmm. working with numbers and um, research. Um, so, yeah, if, if everything is, is tracked on a basketball court, too, then it's, I mean, data is data. You can pretty much apply it everywhere. And, um, yeah, dealing with, with numbers in a basketball context was, was, of course, a lot of fun, then, if, if you love both numbers and basketball.
0: Right. Okay. And and I mean, advanced stats is, is something that has become more and more of a topic, especially in the US, as you said. Um, and you can kind of see or notice more and more people working on it over here, but it's not there aren't as many people that are putting as much work or attention to it. How did your um relationship relationship with Johan and Biggie Göttingen and how did that start and, and how did you kind of earn his trust?
1: I think it it started, um, I want to say three and a half years ago, probably. Um, I did an internship with BG Göttingen back then.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, not even in, in the, in the sports part, but but just in the office pretty much. Um, but I already had my, my Excel sheets who, uh, had gotten pretty big at that time already. Um, so, so that's how I got in contact with Johan. So we, we just started talking, um. I still remember that one time when I was um, I, w- I was helping out at uh, at practice, uh, doing some stuff. And after I came back, Johan was in the office, and uh, we just started talking for for probably two hours about basketball, about uh, numbers, about the stuff I do. Um, and that's how we how we got in, into contact. And he just gave me a chance to um, to do some stuff for him, to um, help a little bit in, in preparing games. Um, and that's pretty much how it started out. So when, when the internship was over, he um, he asked me if I wanted to work for him. Um, and that's when it, yeah, I would say when when my mindset also really started changing and I um, I got a lot more serious about the numbers. It wasn't just like doing that stuff for me and, and stuff that I was interested in. Um, but now really trying to help us win and, and trying to, to play more efficient basketball. So um, yeah, it, it really changed from, from just Excel, Excel sheets to um, yeah, a lot more coding, um, writing algorithms, dealing with uh, a lot more data. Um, so though I would say that that really evolved over, over the last three and a half years.
0: And if you know Johan, then you know that he's very passionate about basketball and he really lives it and, and he does breathe it. And I think he spends so much time with his team brainstorming and this and that. But how do you how do you go about, like, did he give you any challenges at first? How did that develop? Or how do you go about finding new ways to look for information that is helpful? How, do you, how did you guys develop that?
1: I think we... Um... Maybe to start there, we I think we we just share the same mindset. that We want to learn and and get better. Um, that was something that I thought was was very impressive about Johan. Um, that he he talked to me so much about basketball, even though I was not a coach or a player or anything. Um, so I think that's that's pretty much how we um, go about it. That we always try to to look for new ways. Um, to get better to to learn more about basketball and i think that's like that numbers perspective that that i can offer there and and you understands a lot about stats too with this background uh, with the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. um, yeah so i think that's it was always just about um adding new perspectives uh, perspectives um um seeing the game from from different angles and and i think analytics is another angle that we um, try to implement in in all the ways whether it's uh, preparation for games or uh, post-game analysis recruiting um, or just in general learning um, how to to play the game more efficiently
0: can you give us one example like one thing that you guys started to look at something that you guys created together that you thought was going to be helpful or that you guys were wondering about
1: yeah, sure. Um, I mean, there is there is a lot of talk in in, in, in basketball in general about um, shot selection, right? About mm-hmm. uh, taking shots at the basket, taking threes, especially catch and shoot threes, and, and limiting mid range shooting. I mean, that's that's all out there. But something that that we wondered about is um, how does maybe your shot selection affect stuff like offensive rebounding or transition defense, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we we did some analysis on that and what you can see is that your shot selection also heavily affects uh, your transition defense because, for example, if you miss a layup, there is a much bigger chance of of getting scored on in transition um, compared to um, missing a three-point shot. Because what happens oftentimes is if you miss a layup... um, probably fall down or you complain to the ref and it's quickly like four and five uh, the team the other team runs and you get scored on in the transition so that's um something that that we put a lot of emphasis on um on 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 shot selection not just to create the best shots for ourselves and, and play efficient offense um but also to to look at stuff like offensive rebounding after those missed shots transition defense um yeah and just just leveraging that, that data that we have there to um yeah optimize our, our playing style maybe okay. that's an, that's an example for it
0: i think that's a very interesting uh example um that, that's great i mean those are the things that i think you know the more you think about stuff like that you can uh, really create new ways of of how to impact the game and change the game so uh, very interesting
1: i think it's it's something that's probably pretty intuitive if if you miss a layup and and you fall down there's there's a higher chance for a transition bucket for the opponent i think that's it's pretty intuitive but it's interesting to to really see that in the numbers to back it up so um that's what we often do we just try to find stuff in the numbers and then um think about how it really translates um, to the game on the court, like what really happens on the court that leads to us seeing those things in the numbers. Um, So I think that's, yeah, maybe that's, that's a good example for for that whole process of of how we think about it.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for sharing that. Advanced stats probably got a lot more um, attention after the movie uh, Moneyball. I Think that's kind of what uh had people look at it more from a baseball perspective and then that put it into the into the media much more. And, and there are people like John Hollinger and others who uh are are big names in that. Do you have any role models or mentors that you uh that you follow or or that you
1: connect with? Um, I mean, first of all, Moneyball is a great movie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, when talking about mentors, um, I mean, Johan is is for sure my my mentor when it comes to basketball. There is nobody that I learned so much about basketball from. Um, it's not even close. Um, just in general, maybe people I look up to. I think there is probably not like a specific person. It's more of um, it's it's more about like people who who share the mindset of, of wanting to get better, of, of always learning, even though if you're, um, maybe already in, in a good position in the MBA, um, that you still give other people, um, a chance to, to give you new perspectives and, and to learn. So, um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, get to know some, some people within the MBA. Um, and that was always something that, um impressed me that that those people, even though they they made it pretty far already um, that they still want to learn, they still want to get better. so um, I would say that that in general is something that that I look up to um, keeping that mindset.
0: Well, I think that's how you get better and I mean the people that actually do have that growth mindset and don't think they have all the answers, those are the ones that will go places most of the time. so uh, I definitely agree on that um, over those, uh, you said, three and a half years now, working in Göttingen for the club. What has been the thing that stood out to you the most? What fascinated you, either with what you saw, I, what you just mentioned, with people in the US or with working with Johan and at the club? What
1: what fascinated you the most? Um, maybe specifically with with BG. I mean, first of all, I think it's, it's a very professional organization. Um, and it's it's not just about like the short term, but like growing as an organization long term. Um, I think what's what's fascinating there is is for sure, as you already said, Yuan's uh, dedication to basketball, um how much he prepares for teams um, it's unbelievable. I think that's that's very impressive. um maybe in general um, and I probably have to have to go back a couple of years there as I said, I, I really started watching NBA basketball. And then you you kind of take the athletic ability and the talent for granted a little bit because that's that's what I started with watching. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, my, my last years um, being a little bit closer to a pro team and uh, seeing some practices, um, seeing um, preseason games or, or also being on the bench for the games and, and seeing players up front, you see like they're already so athletic and, and and skilled and good at basketball that it puts things in perspective that you uh, start to appreciate the unbelievable talent of, of the top NBA players even more. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's something that's very fascinating when you start seeing how good players and or pro players in Europe already are. Mm-hmm. And, and how big the gap in, in terms of athletic ability and, and talent at times is to top NBA players. Um, I think that's, that's something that's, that's very fascinating.
0: So you already mentioned just now the athletic ability and, and partially the difference between NBA and, and European basketball. What do you think is the biggest difference in regards to analytics uh, if you compare the US side of it and and, I mean there's probably still a big difference between NBA and college but even in college I think analytics are a bigger part of that how would you describe the differences between how advanced analytics stats in general are used um, US to Europe
1: yeah that's a good question Um, and I think that that also relates to um, what you said earlier that we start now in in europe to think about it but it's not as big as it is um, in the us for sure and i think a big part is um i would say first of all data availability and, and data quality um the mba really everything gets tracked now um not just in terms of of all the traditional things but also with cameras you have all the uh, video data available um you have companies like second Spectrum who offer unbelievable data for the NBA Um, and in Europe we like every league um, does its own thing in in terms of um, stats and data so it's just much more difficult if if you want to scout a player maybe from France or Italy or Spain um, to get really good data and and quality data so I think that's uh, something that that really hinders the, the development of analytics in Europe, the mm-hmm. um, availability and quality of data, and I think another point for sure is is money i mean uh, nBA teams are huge organizations, and um, I think almost all of them now have, have analytics departments of at least some size. Um, those analytics departments are i think bigger than than most front office uh, front offices of of European teams so mm-hmm. yeah. I think there is just not the money there to to spend it on on people who primarily deal with uh, analytics and, and data in europe
0: yeah that's probably the biggest difference now if you look at the conflict between what you would call traditional scouting to numbers and analytics um, a lot of people say well you know i don't really need the numbers i need the eye test i need to see this or that how do you uh, or do you argue for the analytics side of that?
1: Yeah, I would say you need both. Um, that's, that's my perspective on it. Um, I mean, there's, there's nothing in the data that, that doesn't really happen on the court. Right? There's nothing that I would just type into an Excel sheet or so. Um, so what we do in, in analytics is just like, let's say, a quantitative representation of what actually happens on the court. Um, so I, I don't really see that conflict that much, even though I totally agree with you. There's a lot of people out there who um who would say it's it's there. Um to me it's all like another part of the puzzle. It's all um different perspectives that, that add up to to a bigger picture. And I think we, we live in an age where information and data is incredibly valuable. So um to me, it, it doesn't make no sense to not add that analytics perspective to basketball. I think it, it doesn't replace uh, traditional scouting or coaching or anything like that. Um, it's just another perspective. and If you add all those information together, um, I think you, you put yourself in, in the position to make the best decisions. So um, to me, that, that conflict is, is not, not really there.
0: But again i think that's a good mindset to have to not argue for one and just say you don't need the other and just combine it and make make you know make those two things work together and use them to your advantage yeah um,
1: exactly and, and i think that's it, it also again that is also about like data availability for example if if we look to to europe as, as i said if you want to scout a player for a different country and there is just not a lot of data available um it would just not be smart to just come from an analytics perspective, look at a couple of numbers, mm. and say, "Oh, we need to sign this player. He's he works for us." There is just so much more that that plays into it, in in terms of fit, um, in terms of uh, getting along with the coach or or living in that country. Um, so, if, if you are already limited with the type of data you have, um, then of course you have to add so many more perspectives to to make good decisions.
0: Right. And I mean, that's one topic that, you know, I I think plays a big role for us in the agent world as well. You have so many players now, and for many of them, the dream is to go to the NBA. But if you play over here in Europe as a young player, you might not get as much playing time or your role might be different, but you get compared to a college player. Right. And, And that's a different setting. That's a different scenario. That's where the college senior, the junior is the older guy here. The 20 year old European is the young guy. Is that something where, from your experience, stuff you've seen by the numbers, like how is that something that you think can be put in perspective through numbers? Like the role that you have on a team, the usage rates,
1: it, you,
0: know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, and first of all, I would totally agree with you. That's that's actually a really good point that the guys who, who are college uh, or Or actually, if they already finished college after their senior year and and they come over to Europe, they're still young and it's still their first year in in Europe and they probably have to play a much smaller role than they were used to or they have to adjust to a completely new system and and style of basketball. I think European basketball is is very different from from college basketball. Um, And I think that is, it's, it's difficult, but it's very important to try to see those things in the numbers, that it's not just about the players who um, have the biggest role or score the most points, um, but to identify those guys that might come over from college who um, play a, a smaller role here, but um, still have a very important impact on, on winning and on, on making the team better. Um, but of course, it's, it's very difficult if, if it's your first year over for sure.
0: Right. And I think that goes the other way, too. If you have a young European guy and, you know, in a certain role, like NBA scouts come over here and they want to see that, too. But I think that's where it's always interesting to see what the eye test and the numbers then tell you and what you can kind of do with that. But I know that's not an easy task because if you could project everything easily, then uh, yeah, maybe that would even take the fun out of it a little bit.
1: Sure. And especially um... If we're talking about college players, I think what you can do with numbers if, if you want to look at college players and, and whether they can play in, in, in Europe or, or in the BBL specifically, you can probably use it like as a first filter to say, okay, given the numbers he had and, and given mm-hmm. the college and, and the um, division he played in, is he probably good enough to play on this level or not? but it's very difficult to really project if that player will work i mean there have been a lot of situations in 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 europe also where players come over they don't work here because they can't really uh, live in the country they they don't feel comfortable they go back to the us and and two years later they have nba deals so um it's definitely not not the talent then it's it's more about um being able to to live in Europe, to uh, adjust to the country, to the new playing style, being away from uh, family and friends. And I think that's, that's a factor that is impossible to see in the numbers.
0: Right. Yeah, that's the stuff that you don't see on the court. That's the stuff where you need the real information off the court and that's where your relationships come into the mix. Absolutely. Yeah, sure, sure now with with everything we just talked about i think it's super interesting and and the topic is 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 great Uh, and and i hope it's something that will grow in europe and of course like you said before budgets play a big role and those are bigger in the us um what's your goal with basketball do you have one how do you feel about that
1: um i mean i talked a lot about about mindsets and, and and learning and getting better so my ambition, for sure, is, is to do this at the highest level and uh, to work with the best people in the business. And um, when it comes to, to analytics or, or general, let's say all the uh, front office matters, um, that is the MBA probably. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, that is, it is a long road if, if you come from Europe uh, in analytics to, to get to that point um but i would lie if i say that's that's not my ambition um yeah that's 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 my goal um to get there to to work with the best people to learn from the best people for sure
0: well with players they say if somebody has a chip on his shoulder and that's coming from a smaller program or something then that's a good thing and you work harder so being from europe and in germany a place where there is not a lot of money for advanced stats you would have that chip on your shoulder and that'll have you working hard like you're already doing and that puts you in the right position to get closer to your goals and work hard for it. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, work on reaching your goal then. Good luck yeah. with that.
1: <laughs> Th- thank you. I'm doing my best.
0: Yeah, and I think with Johan, like like you said before, you have somebody in your corner there who you know has connections, works on it and... and definitely can help a lot and from what I understand has already made helped you make connections there so uh, that's awesome
1: yes and it's it's always a great opportunity to learn Um, that's that's what I really recognized when when I talked to uh, some of those people whether it's um, during summer league or other occasions when you talk to some of the people who who made it there and were really good at what they do but but still uh, let's say keep that open mindset um, that they want to learn, that they are willing to give people a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really also like opens up a new perspective for yourself, um, where you start to see that it's um, yeah even in basketball, oftentimes more about the bigger picture than than just maybe focusing on on your craft and and what you do specifically.
0: Right. Well, thanks for your time. I think this was great insight and I look forward, look forward to following you more and, and what you're doing and uh, hope to stay in touch.
1: Yeah, thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. You too. Yeah,
0: thanks for listening to this episode with Julian Mayer. It was fun to talk to him about this. And then I find it super interesting to see how you can, well, basically, you know, use the best of all scouting ways and put it together to maximize your team success and how to help players individually get better and prepare for games. Um, Yeah. So like I said, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, Julian has been great to talk to and I look forward to following him more and, and seeing what can develop here in Europe in regards to using numbers within our game of basketball. Um, Yeah, we look forward to having you back in the future and wish you all the best. Have a great day and thanks again for listening.